1: Uh, it is now Friday, people. It is March the 6th. We are in and we are ready, locked and loaded. As soon as I can figure out which way the right and left is will be really good. But, hey, we got plenty of basketball coming our way here today. Plenty of basketball. Last night, NBA said uh, welcome back to the legend himself, Mr. Steph Curry. So, uh, we did have an opportunity to see him play a little bit and what uh, the future may hold for the Golden State Warriors. We also had a chance to watch, of course, defending champions, the Toronto Raptors. We had the Sixers on the road last night, which is never a good recipe. Uh, We had Charlotte at home with Denver, who's been a hot mess, also on the road. A lot of intriguing stuff for such a short card in the NBA last night. But tonight, we got we got the Greek freak, and we got LeBron. We got Milwaukee, and we've got the Lakers tonight. And if that wasn't enough to uh, to wet the whistle here, how about the Miami Heat taking on Zion? And uh, we got Jimmy Butler taking on Zion tonight in the, uh, in the association, Jazz, Celtics. A lot of great matchups as we finish up the final month of the NBA regular season, getting ready for the playoffs. And, oh, yeah. College basketball continues tonight as more and more of these, I believe, five conference tournaments tonight uh, continuing along their quest to crown a champion. Bubble teams all over the place. The final weekend of the regular season for the big boys, the ACC, the SEC, the Big Ten. It's all going to take place over the next 48 hours and much to get to between obviously now and then. But a lot happened last night, of course, in college basketball with the Big Ten. And uh, we had an Ohio State game that was, well, depending on which half you turned in and which side you were in, you were really excited. And if you love garbage time baskets that absolutely blow up a ticket, that was the game for you. Congratulations there. Uh, There was a few games like that last night, right up until... We had, we had tip offs at 11 o'clock last night uh, across the country here. So it was starting from right around one o'clock in the afternoon, 12 o'clock even all the way through two o'clock in the morning on the East Coast, the way we like it. And we're going to get you caught up with everything that you need to know about today's matchups. We'll do that as Dane Martinez, I'm Joe Ranieri. We've got you covered here on the early line. So does Dan Strafford with this morning's headlines.
2: Well, Joe, as you said, Steph Curry is back in 27 minutes. The Guard scored 23 points at 7 rebounds, 7 assists, just one turnover as the Golden State Warriors lost to the Toronto Raptors 121 to 113. Norman Powell on the other side of that contest 37 points, 3 rebounds, 2 assists, 3 steals to lead the Raptors over Golden State. Tobias Harris helped. Philadelphia to a rare road win, 28 points, 14 rebounds, 3 assists, and a block, 11 of 22 from the field in 37 minutes. Houston Rockets, we definitely have a problem against the Clippers, 120-105 to the final. The Clippers blow out Houston, it wasn't even that close throughout. Russell Westbrook did have 29 points, 15 rebounds, 5 assists. Kawhi Leonard, 25 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, and a block in 29 minutes to help lead the L.A. Clippers to victory. We do get Steph Curry back. We may also get Deion Waiters back in our lives. Free agent guard Waiters is finalizing a deal with the L.A. Lakers. as according to ESPN's Brian Windhorst on Thursday. Spring training news. A.J. Puck was cleared of any structural damage in his pitching shoulder. Athletics manager Bob Melvin said that Puck will do a few more days of strengthening drills before he begins playing catch again. Indians outfielder Oscar Mercado was diagnosed with a sprained left wrist after sustaining the injury while making a diving catch in the outfield. On Thursday, Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic reporting on Thursday that the White Sox have signed yet another young star to a long-term contract. Juan Mancata, a five-year contract extension with a six-year club option. Carlos Martinez of the Cardinals, Went five shutout innings against the Nats on Thursday in Grapefruit League play. He's making his way back to the starting rotation. And in the NHL, a huge night for Ranger forward Mika Zibanejad. Scored five goals to match the New York Rangers record. Capping the scoring spree 33 seconds into overtime. A 6-5 win for the Rangers over the Washington Capitals. I'm Dan Strapper and this has been your Sports Grid News Update. All
1: right, Dan, thank you very much. Uh, crazy night, uh, of course, around the world of sports stories uh, galore. Don't forget Major League Baseball spring training in full effect right now. And uh, he mentioned the NHL. And tonight we've got more NHL hockey. Don't forget the NHL also prepping, right? We're in the home stretch for them as well as they get ready the final month of the regular season. And then we all know the NHL playoffs takes about nine months anyway. So uh, we got plenty going on, golf, UFC, Uh, We'll get to it all. Dane Martinez joins us in 27 basketball games in college tonight. Dane, 10 in the NBA, 6 NHL games. And I got to tell you, it was, we talked about it yesterday on the show. Man, it was fun watching Steph Curry out on the floor there last night. Uh, Obviously, they didn't win because, you know, Toronto is right now currently a better constructed team. But uh, the first quarter didn't go real. He looked like he hadn't played in about four or five months. Uh, but then, you know, he started to get into the groove, and you could just see that he's one of these guys that he elevates everybody around him. And the yeah. guys that were on that floor last night, Wiggins included, playing with him, they look like they've had more fun last night than they did the entire damn year. And they suck, and they know it. But that was fun last night. It's good to see him back out on the court.
3: Yeah, absolutely. We said it yesterday, Joe. The game is better when Steph Curry is there. And, and the word you used was fun. Right, Joe? And I think that is apropos. I mean, you know, what was it at this point, two, three years ago when he was literally like a video game shooting from 40 feet? That was kind of the fun part. But since then, we've seen him evolve into a player that raises all boats. We've always said that even even when KD was there, that it was Steph. That was really the main linchpin of this offense. He goes out last night in his return, and you're right, only 6 of 16 from the field, 23 points, looked like he was shaking off some rust, but it was good to see him out there, and you can see it. I can see what him and Wiggins will be with Clay Thompson as well, and hey, what do you know? They still have the worst record in the NBA, and they still will be augmented by a top-three talent next year if you thought the warriors were just gone and dead forever you are absolutely wrong steph curry will have something to say about it he's going to shake off the rust it's not going to matter this year but it
1: is good to have him back yeah no, it, it's so true man it's and and they're happy to have him back and, and don't forget you know it's one thing to get clay, it's one thing to get him back right now what people forget is that you got clay thompson coming back yeah. too guys you have looney coming back also who has been Druma. hurt so re- the the Calvary is coming, and so is that number one draft pick in all likelihood, which is going to be a Wiseman, and we got plenty of time to talk to that. But there is um the future is bright in Golden State. They will uh they may be down, but it won't be too long before they're dominating headlines across the board once again. Uh yes, favorites dominated last night in the NBA guys. Three and one straight up. Um, but the dogs, well, when it came to when it came to this and it came to the numbers. The dogs, pretty good, three and one against the number. Now, of course, the Sixers uh, just demolished, and this is just so typical, Sixers, right? They've got, you got a hot team in the Sacramento Kings who are at home, they're laying, opened up at three when we were on the air, it moved to five by nine o'clock in the morning. And the Sixers on the road just, man, it never went back. They just kept getting a little more money, a little more money, a little more money. And then they uh, they end up taking care of business here, beating them, winning them outright, 180 on the money line, plus 180 on the money line. And then, of course, Denver coming off that embarrassing loss against Golden State in Denver, hops on the road, goes to Charlotte, and boy, they were this close to getting embarrassed by the Charlotte Hornets. But thank goodness for Jamal Murray and company because they were able to pull out the win. But win is good. Cover is better, which is why we love the uh, Charlotte Hornets last night getting the job done, man. Yeah,
3: absolutely. I mean, with – Charlotte does cover, but Jamal Murray, I mean, his game-winning shot, Joe. And here's the thing. For me, you know how we've been talking about the Lakers and the Clippers in the West. And I've said, hey, what about Denver when they're at home? What about Utah? Maybe Houston as well. I truly believe, Joe, that Jamal Murray is one of the most underrated players in the NBA. When you talk about point guards out West, everybody loves Dame Dollar, Russell Westbrook, and others. We're talking about these young kids like De'Aaron Fox even, you know. We talk about Booker and Phoenix, but no one really talks about Jamal Murray. This kid... Joey's only like 19 years old. Remember, he came out of Kentucky early. And I think now with Jokic and Murray, this is a combo that everyone has to respect. Millsap there as well. Murray had a nice little game, 18 and 6, but the game-winning shot when the team needed it. I know they were away from home. They get it done against Charlotte. They don't cover, but this win I think is important for them, showing that Murray, you know, can deliver in the clutch.
1: Absolutely. Good stuff. Good, uh, good momentum builder from there, especially coming off of that loss, which they pretty much quit uh, in the fourth quarter there. It it wasn't a good scene, but they came back. Huge leaders rise to the occasion. He did that. And I still think they're waiting for that leader to show up in Houston. I'm not sure uh, where there is. uh, Will Russell Westbrook, James Harden, somebody stand up? We had said the Clippers first time healthy now really. All season long have really started to put it together after that all-star break. It was the rest they needed. Got everyone back. Everyone ha- – and they're just rolling. And we thought last night was going to be a pretty good litmus test for both of these teams. And what we ended up getting is that, yeah, the Clippers are what we are, – are morphing into what we thought they would be. And so, are, so to an extent are the Houston right. Rockets. They're kind of morphing into what we thought yeah. they would be too. Really good against everybody else. Not really good against the upper echelon teams in uh, in the West. And uh, Clippers were just too much depth, to, just too much for them last night. Yeah. And Well, remember
3: yesterday, Joe, I said at about 7.07. Well, it's 7.11. And I said, what will the Rockets shoot from three last night? Joe, they went seven for 42 from three-point
1: range. I think that
3: sets it all. A lot of that happen? Defense,
1: defense. Uh, defense, defense, yeah, and depth. Pretty much what you got, yeah. Not good, guys. Uh, all right, more from last night, uh, college hoops. Plus, we'll take a look at the card tonight. Even better, starting today early. We'll get you caught up with that coming up on the yearly line here on the Grid SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back in the uh, early line. Joe and Ari. Dane Martinez here with your great night last night uh, on the hardwood, Bolton college and the NBA. It's going to be an even better night tonight. Conference tournaments uh, continuing to move on through, trying to crown some champions. The Mountain West is turning out to be exactly what we thought it would be. Bombs from all over the place. Uh, matchups early today. We'll get you caught up with, uh, with all that happened last night. And that of course is a big reason as to why we're getting some of the matchups here, uh, today. And we'll set that up, but I did want to just finish, uh, finish on the NBA last night. And this, you know, this Houston team, and we know this, they're either going to win by 40 guys or lose by 40. (laughs) It's just, it's the nature of the beast with them. And if James Harden doesn't go, this team is not going. And when James Harden's not making shots, uh, especially from three and he's not getting to the foul line, uh, Russell Westbrook can only do so much. Uh, This isn't our, and I will say this, because I've been a guy that's been very hard on Russell Westbrook over the years, this is not a Russell Westbrook issue. Um, This is a James Harden issue. In fact, if it's not for Russell Westbrook and what he brings to the table in that team, uh, they'd be a mess right now. Uh, you losing to the Knicks the way they did, and then you know having can't not being able to hit water if they fell out of a boat, and then backing that up last night. Uh, Russell Westbrook is not the issue on this team. I mean, size aside, I get the small ball. I don't have a problem with that. But that is contingent upon one guy and one guy only. And by making that move, you have basically said James Harden is going to lead us to a championship. I don't buy it. Didn't buy it then, don't buy it now. And this is exactly the kind of thing that you got to worry about if you're a Rockets fan. What if James Harden, you know, goes uh, goes 3 of 17, 3 of 14. You're going to lose by 40 and that's a problem moving forward certainly into the playoffs. Yep,
3: absolutely Joe. This is what we said, right? I I I like what they're doing. Uh the small ball, like you said, it's it's not about the small ball. On any given night, they can beat anybody, but they can get trounced. And that's why I always say, how'd they shoot from the field? Did they shoot over 40% from three? Well, James Harden goes 0 of 8. And the thing is, he ain't gonna stop. You know what I mean? He ain't gonna stop if he's having a bad night, nor necessarily should he. My question is, in a playoff setting, will they be able to be on... Four out of seven nights. And I think that is going to be the problem ultimately. Or when they face a team like the Clippers, who can D them with length and two-way players, that's going to be a big-time problem. Can they get it done almost any night? Yes. Will they be consistent enough to win a championship?
1: That I doubt. Right. And that's really the problem here, guys. That's exactly always going to be the problem with them. Uh, it's we'll see what happens. I mean, obviously if Harden goes on a tear, there are going to be some teams. They are going to run over in the process here. But man, oh man, the Clippers did not waste any time. The game was over really before it started. And you know, when you go into halftime or almost a 20 point lead, you're not right. coming back on the Clippers in that situation. Now, conversely, the Clippers guys, uh, they are playing some of the best basketball they have played all year long. This is Kawhi Leonard and company. At their best right now, quietly, yeah. not doing a lot of fanfare, winning the matchups, doing the little things, which is, you know, a staple for who Kawhi Leonard is. Uh, they are, I, you know, I, I'll say it again. They may not get the number one seed, but to me, you got to go through them in order to be able to get to a uh, to a championship round. And uh, it'll be fun to watch the Lakers tonight take on the Milwaukee Bucks, but I don't think there's any doubt, at least not in my mind, the Lakers are good. But I think the Clippers are a whole different animal and remain to me the team that has to be beat in order to be able to represent the Western Conference.
3: Yeah, I said it yesterday, Joe. I agree with you. The Los Angeles Clippers are the best team in the West to me. When you look at their depth, when you look at their, I guess what I'll say is unselfishness, right? Mm -hmm. And when you look at the way they play on both sides, I mean, when you put out Beverly – Uh, Paul George Kawhi Leonard (laughs) these are two-way players Morris as well you know I have my man crush on the bench of the Clippers between Montrose Harrell and Lou Williams don't forget about the kid Shamit either okay the Knicks Knicks wanted Shamit in the uh, Morris deal and the Clippers wouldn't give him up I think they have a team that um has all the roles in place right can give you whatever you need and i really love the fact that there's no ego on this team as opposed to when you look in the other locker room in staples center and you see lebron and ad and those guys okay i truly believe the clippers are built for the playoffs and you're right when you see them expose a team like the Rockets, um you're gonna have to beat them to get to the finals
1: yes uh, absolutely and to me it's going through the Staples Center one way or the yep. other. <laughs> Lakers or Clippers, but I do think the Clippers present the biggest challenge for all the teams in the West, including the Lakers. Uh, also going to be a challenge for a lot of teams as we transition over to college last night, guys, top 25. Uh, Illinois had a, cho- a chance last night to do something pretty cool, give themselves a chance at a Big Ten title, uh, which a lot of people didn't see. And all they had to do was go into you know Columbus and take down Ohio State. Uh, which looked pretty good, at least early on in the game, and then uh, proved to be just way, way too much there as uh, Ohio State. The game was out of reach, and of course, there's a garbage time three that meant absolutely nothing from nearly here at court. Uh, that, you know, beat a couple of, uh, if you were an underbetter in that game, it didn't work out all that well for you uh, It uh, because the game did go over there on that stupid basket there in the end. But. Ohio State, a team we have told you now for the last month, guys, has, we know the talent they have. They went through a rough stretch from the end of November, through. they couldn't win on a road, they had lost six straight, they were getting blown out everywhere, too good a team and too much junior, senior experience on that team, guys, to count out the, uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes. So they do a great job last night, they end up taking care of business, and then One of the games in the afternoon yesterday, we were saying, all right, Mountain West is a total nightmare, Dane. So Hmm. can San Diego State, we haven't had a number one winner in that conference, the number one seed. It's only happened four out of the last 20 years. So most of the time, they come from the clouds, and we're going, all right, who's it going to be? Air Force comes out yesterday and just smacks San Diego State. I just smacks them. And uh, another great betting opportunity yesterday for a second half. And we always tell you, keep an eye on those second half lines, guys, because while it was a nice story for Air Force, I don't think, uh, it, I was never in that mode of, oh boy, San Diego You're State's in trouble. Uh, he, and you were able to go ahead in that second half and get them at a great number, at a great price, and they just blew the doors off him them in the second half. But. Man, oh, man, those are the kinds of betting opportunities we talk about all the time. Big favorites like that getting toasted in the first half. Then they wake up and gives you plenty of room to wiggle there. And uh, it was great. So they move on. Ohio State moves on. Michigan destroys Nebraska. Good night for a lot of those top 25 favorites. That's for sure.
3: Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned the kind of opportunities that you get when a team like Air Force, you know, kind of goes up on San Diego State early on. I was in I was in the good old pit of misery, Joe, during a lot of this game. And Carver High, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with Scotty Farrell, he got the Aztecs live at um at minus three and a half at yes. one point, right? Yep. And that's the kind of thing we're talking about it. I say all the time, I hope the Baltimore Orioles go up two nothing in the first inning every game this year. Right, that's so correct. that I can bet against them live. And that's the yep. kind of opportunity that was posed. If you didn't truly feel the Aztecs were in trouble, that's when you pounce. Joe, one thing about that Ohio State win, you know, one of the things I said yesterday was Ohio State is a very good three-point shooting team. Um, yep. They're one of the top 15, I think, in the nation. Joe, last mm-hmm. yesterday, they went three of 15 from three-point yep. range, okay? 20% And for me, the fact that they can still beat a quality opponent like Illinois on a bad shooting night without their a game to me speaks volumes about the progress of Ohio State. They won by eight. Right. But to me, the fact that they did that without, you know, their shooting like they usually have makes them dangerous. I'm looking for teams at this point who can still win without their a game. And the Buckeyes demonstrated that last night.
1: Yeah, Illinois, as many as uh, 11 points they were up in that first half. You mentioned a terrible shooting half for Ohio State at home. 37 to 30 was the halftime score. Another one of those situations where if you believed in Ohio State, you know, they were laying five and a half. The line moved towards Illinois throughout the day. But if you believed you were able to get Ohio State guys at a stupid price going into the second half there and. They proved to back uh, betters and do them well because they ended up, like you said, they they win in going away because the game was kind of blown out. But do not sleep on Ohio State, Michigan True. State. Well, you got ten teams coming from the Big Ten here, guys. It is that is a tough conference because you've got the Maryland's of the world on any given day can can smoke you. You know, even Michigan Rutgers well has now. shown flash. Purdue has shown flash. Like there is. Um, I can't wait, maybe even better than what we are going to get, you know, at the end of this month here, guys, maybe, just maybe, the Big Ten tournament could prove to be the tournament of the year, uh, including the, you know, the Final 64 there. I I think it's going to be fantastic to watch how it unfolds. As long as they don't devour one another along the way, I think that could be some of the best down-to-the-wire basketball that we see. And you know what's interesting?
3: Correct me if I'm wrong, Joe, but in the 68, uh, in the the March Madness, Mm -hmm. they try to place teams so that they won't see conference opponents in the first two rounds, right? Right. Don't they try to do that? I mean, they can't avoid it in the Sweet 16 if the teams get there, right? But I think it'll be interesting if they hold true to that because we've never had, you know – 10, maybe 11 teams from a conference before. It's going to be interesting to see how they hold up to those requirements and disperse the Big Ten team all across the bracket.
1: Yep. Couple of very big spread winners last night. Oregon was double digits. Michigan, double digits. San Diego State, double digits. We'll give you the outcome of those. Plus, we'll take a look ahead today at some double digit uh, favorites. We'll do that next here on The Grid, sportsgrid.com. Welcome back in here. Uh, big day today. Conference tournament games continuing to roll along. We've got Mountain West, Big South, Ohio Valley, Missouri Valley uh, getting ready. Round two here today. Plenty of great matchups, early matchups. We'll get to those. But yesterday, uh, Dane and I broke down a couple of these uh, these big top 25 games last night, talking about big double digit favorites. And, you know, Michigan wow. happened wow. to be one of those that I'm like, I can't lay 17, you know, but more than two touchdowns with Michigan. I know it's Nebraska, but Michigan's been too inconsistent of a team for me to be able to feel any comfort of going to the window there. Uh, but Michigan, they rolled right through them. 82-58. Congratulations. 17 and a half point home favorite. They cover. San Diego State, due to the fact that Air Force did not stop hitting threes in the first half. Like everything they chucked up kept going in. They won, but they only won by 13. They didn't cover as that 17-point favorite. Another big one last night was Oregon. We looked at Oregon going, all right, listen, Oregon and Cal, eh, Oregon is a team we love, but a little inconsistent. We know they can play some defense, but the knock on Oregon is Dana Altman has those guys playing slow. And at least California and Mark Fox, he's got these guys playing some defense. So we kind of knew that Cal wasn't going to be scoring an awful lot of points yesterday. Uh, The question was, were they gonna score enough to keep it within 15? It was a tough handicap. And then it really didn't matter because they dropped 90 on them. It was like, the total was 131, obviously went almost over that on Oregon alone. Um, They went but easily covered as a 15 point favorite. So did Arizona, laying 15 at home against Washington State. Uh, Blew them out by almost, you know, over 30 points. So, you know, some of those double-digit, just because it's, especially this time of year, just because it's double digits, you know, outside of San Diego State, and I think we all realize that if they didn't catch lightning in a bottle in the first half, that would have been four double-digit, two touchdown, you know, over two touchdown favorites. That would have went four for four yesterday, uh, Dane, in those matchups. Yeah, you know, and, and going into it,
3: we knew, we liked Michigan, we liked yep. Oregon, we just thought the number may have been too big. For me, the question was always like, especially as we get into, let me let me ask it to you, actually. The, the Oregon one, the Michigan one, those are regular season games, Joe. Especially when we get into the tournament setting, though, right? The conference tournament setting. You know, Oregon may be a one seed, right? They may dump truck their first-round opponent in the Pac-12. But what would be different next week is they yep. got a game the next day. You know what I mean? So I yep. want to caution people. Just because they see these guys boat race other teams, the also ran in their conference this week. It's different next week when you have a game, you know, 18 hours later, and you've got to try to win four games in four days. You know, yep. so, yeah, they kept the gas pedal on. They were able to win by whatever it was. You know, in Oregon's case, 34 points. But I don't think that's going to be the same come next week because they're going to have to manage minutes and people a little bit differently for the long haul. So, yes, they got through it and they covered those spreads. I'd be a little bit more weary of the double digit numbers next week.
1: Yeah. And it's uh, some of those teams where, you know, I thought Cal would show a little more fight. I thought Washington State would show a little more fight last night. But uh, just too much as these teams are rolling, getting ready into, uh, you know, the big time conference play next week. Pac-12, SEC, ACC, obviously Big Ten. Uh, The final regular season games are happening here over the next couple of days. The mid-major tournaments, like we talked about, already in in full force. But the big boys will go at it here next week, and it should be very interesting. And to your point, you know, you've got to force yourself if you're just getting into college hoops right now, guys. You've got to force yourself to read box scores. Don't just look at scores. Understand what the flow of the game was and also understand because like Dane said we're going to get into a point especially forget about conference tournaments when we get into of course the uh the real tournament too as well these back-to-backs and these three games in four or five days and these you know teams that play up tempo mm-hmm. there are it's gonna be br- i mean teams like virginia who are like they crawl over the line uh you know they'll they'll tend to be a little they'll be okay but some of these teams that go, you know, full throttle up and down, they're going to be a little weary come that third game in four days type of thing, especially in the second half. So keep an, you know, just remember those types of things. Just because you see a blowout, understand what the flow was. How many minutes did the starters play? How many minutes did they know? Were they out by the second half? Were they out by the All third? Right. Uh, those impactful players. And keep an eye on tempo, guys. Tempo matchups. In these tournaments is everything. You get a slow team versus a fast team. That fast team's on its second or third game, uh, you know, Dan. In, in a week. They're not going to be running nearly as fast up and down the court as uh, as they were in the first game. So there will be some edges and some opportunities or, coming up tournament time.
3: Or what you'll see, like, look at the Oregon-Cal game, right? Mm-hmm. Oregon was up, like, 26 come halftime. Yep. Okay. If Oregon has the next round of the Pac-12 tournament, like, today, they ain't playing yep. their starters as much, right, which gives a yep. bigger opportunity for the backdoor cover to happen, in yep. my opinion, because they're going to have to manage the reps. Not only will it happen the following day, but I think second halves will pull starters a little bit quicker, and the backdoor will be open next week in conference tournaments.
1: Absolutely. And, and again, the bigger tournaments, guys, it could be four four games in four days, four days three yeah. games in three days for these yep. teams. So. It, it, it don't stop. Don't forget, March 15th is Selection Sunday, whether you're it's finished or it's not. So they've got to cram in tournament time here over the next nine days in order to get it. So that's a lot of games in a row. That's tough on those teams that uh, like to be high-octane, up-tempo. So uh, keep an eye on that. And also keep an eye on today. And I love this conference, Dane. We talked about it. I got? am so excited about the Mountain West because it, it truly does deliver. San Diego State loved them. You watched them on full effect. But, you know, last night we've got teams like, we had UNLV, Boise State proved to be UNLV, a though. nail-biter too, right? UNLV. Right. I mean, it
3: like was. The UNLV side, but it was a good fantastic. game. Fantastic.
1: Yes, yes fantastic. And uh, then you had Wyoming. Um, like, Wyoming is the number 10 seed in the damn. Dam. Like, Wyoming's terrible, people. Can we be realistic? And yet, Wyoming's going out there, and this is what happens. Some reason in the Mountain West, that we don't often see in a lot of these other mid-major conferences where, be a leader up here, they win, they advance, they get the, that, we right. know this, right? I mean, it is it is what it is, but Wyoming didn't catch lightning in a bottle once, guys. That's now two wins of two teams that they that were beaten, uh, that they got beaten by earlier in the season to come out. I mean, look at where they were there Wyoming. Look at that number. Like, are you serious? And, and now they're gonna be playing. Yeah. <laughs> That number's not even on the board in a lot of places. And yet here they are, going to be taking on Utah State, the number two seed, uh, later today. And number 11, Wyoming, is sitting there going, now if I'm Utah State, I'm going, you got to be kidding me. Like, hot Hot? teams like this in this conference have proven to be the nemesis for teams like San Diego State, who is taking on Boise State, who they kind of dominated the two games this year in conference. I, San Diego State's going to win. The question is, are they taking on number eleven Wyoming, or are they going to take on? Are we going to get a one-two in Utah State, defending conference champions versus San Diego State? I can't wait to see how these two games unfold here today. I think it's going to be great. Oh, I'm hoping for Wyoming. You know, yes. clearly, I'm hoping for Wyoming, and then I'm hoping we get a
3: Wyoming-San Diego State conference final, because San Diego State knows they're in, knows yep. they're either in on the one or the two line, and Wyoming, yep. guess what? They ain't getting in unless they win this tournament. That would be incredible to see, but you're right, also, the one versus two would be interesting as well. Yeah,
1: yeah, and also a team, and this is what's fun about the conference games. When you get the two upper seeds playing one another, they were wars throughout the throughout the year when you play them a fire. couple of times. They're, even Wyoming played San Diego State tough here, at least one out of the two games. So, but all you need is one kid to catch fire, a couple of these kids to catch fire, fire and and we've seen it, Dane. It's amazing in college basketball when an 18 or 19 year old starts believing they can win. It's really? amazing the kinds of things that can happen. It happened to, and this is kind of what you got. Nobody goes to Wyoming thinking they're going to play in the NBA, guys. Like it right. doesn't, <laughs> you know what I mean? They they think they're going to be a doormat for San Diego. <laughs> right. All of a sudden, uh, that's a different story right now. That's and how other, Cinderella's are born.
3: Yes. And when you mention Cinderella, the other thing you need to watch here is that other bubble teams from mm-hmm. our 5 conferences they hope Wyoming goes down today, right? Because yep. if the Cinderella shoe still fits, right, then what that's doing is taking an at-large bid away mm-hmm. from one of the big, the big Ten teams, away from the fifth ACC team. So your other teams on the bubble are watching these smaller conference tournaments, hoping that Cinderella, you know, that the clock strikes midnight on these guys so that there's yep. more at-large opportunities for the Power Five Conference.
1: Yeah. And also keep in mind, too, guys, there is a a little trend working out that's been very profitable. And we've told you about it Uh, when it comes to these home dogs that don't have a little number next to their name versus teams on the road that do have a little number next to their name. A la Houston last night and Mm -hmm. UConn. uh, And there was a couple of situations there where. Yeah, this is, it's been very profitable all year, guys. We talked about the line movement yesterday in a game, and I said, I I get it. The trend is, here's UConn, non-top 25 team at home, getting points against a ranked top 25 team. Well, guess what? UConn takes it to them, delivers, and now last night alone, um, you've got these, uh, especially neutral court site games, too, as well. Neutral court unders went 5-3-1 last night there, Dane, and we talk about that, too. Another one of those systems where different line site, different sighting. Keep remember oh. the three-point line got moved back this year, guys. And what we've noticed is shooting is not what it was last year. So the efficiency's okay. gone down. So all of a sudden now, you go into a neutral site, a place you're not used to, 5-3-1 and one to the under. And Dane, we got one, two, three, we got four games today. Neutral sites mm-hmm. where the numbers might be a little bit too high. I we'll like talk that. Talk about those. Coming up. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's make it roll. Let's make it rain here today, people. Flash in the past. Do it on the grid. Sportsgrid.com.
0: Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? Sportsgrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, Sports Grid is live 18 hours a day. Here to serve you, the Fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid.
1: So we got a big night in the uh, the association tonight. It uh, you're going to get treated here. A couple of very good matchups, important matchups as the final month of the NBA season is upon us. Get ready for the Lakers and Milwaukee Bucks, as well as uh, Zion uh, taking his uh, talents here, going up against the uh, going up against the Miami Heat and Jimmy Butler. So we'll uh, we'll talk about a couple of those matchups coming up. But I did mention one of the uh, one of the a great strategy and a great system that's been at play here. And we talked about it last year a lot when we got to the, remember we had these tournaments at the Barclays Center where the lighting is so different than any other place where we were hammering unders in the tournament and we were crushing it last year. And listen, you've got that going on right now. We mentioned these mid-major tournaments, a lot of them are in neutral site places. A lot have obviously the higher seed is home, but for the Mountain West, for instance here, we got a couple of games here right now that uh, that today, including San Diego State, Boise State, including Belmont, Eastern Kentucky, Northern Iowa, Drake and the Mo Valley, Oral Roberts and Omaha. These are four games, four matchups here, all neutral site, all teams that have played now multiple games on multiple days. This, These are the kinds of spots we're talking about unders in. Now they've cashed thus far. Neutral court unders 5-3-1 and one last night uh, to the under. So it's been an extremely profitable strategy going into conference tournaments. And when you look at Boise State and San Diego State, they've played twice this year. San Diego State's a top-five defense, guys. Uh, Boise State won that game because they shut down defensively UNLV in that first half. They couldn't hit water if they fell out of a boat, UNLV, but a lot of that had to do with the defense that Boise State brought. They scored 55 and 65 points this year against San Diego State. I don't know if the number is just out yet. I don't think it is listed. Whatever that number is going to be, I'm waiting to see it because I don't – no way does this get to – I think 100 and uh, tw- I, to me, I it's 120. It's got a 120 written all over it. And I think anything that's going to be over that, if we start to see this thing closer to 130, I'm going under in this matchup here. San Diego State is not going to mess around. They are going to bring it defensively. Boise State's already played them twice. That kind of familiarity as well. You kind of get to that spot as a defender a little bit quicker, Dan, when you know them and you've played them right. twice already. So. I love the under in this matchup. Once that number comes out, I'm going to be all over it. I think the under is uh, is in play here.
3: Yeah, I don't see a number for it just yet either, but it makes sense. First of all, when you've guarded a guy two times already, you know the spots on the floor he likes to get to. You know if he likes yep. to go left or right, that sort of thing. And, Joe, I said it all year long as unfamiliar teams came into the carrier dome for the same exact reason, right? Unfamiliar surroundings, cavernous. The depth perception is off. The shooting goes down. I mentioned it. You know, Joe, we've been doing shows together now for just over a year. This is our second March Madness together. And I remember telling you last year, I am going to, in the first round, bet all 32 first half unders. Because you talk about Mm -hmm. some of these trends. And I say that it even plays a part bigger in the first half, the different buildings. And sometimes they get it going in the second half and they make their adjustments. But the other thing is also in these tournament settings, this is big time for these kids. Okay, this is like some of these buildings, you know, that they're in. Like, for example, tonight, uh, today, Drake is playing Northern Iowa, right, in St. Louis, one of these neutral site games. This may be yep. the biggest crowd Drake has played in all year long. So, some yep. of these kids get a little nervous. It's an unfamiliar building. The opponent knows you. So, yes, first half unders are something that I have been on for a while in the tournament. And I'm going to bet all 32 of them in two weeks.
1: It's going to be uh, key. And don't forget, even the big, this goes even for the big boys, guys. Even the, you know, the SECs of the world, the Big 10s of the world. We know SEC doesn't play any defense. I'm gonna be yeah. watching the SEC very closely come tournament time, because they're gonna be going up, especially pitted up against some of these conferences that that's all they do is play defense. There's a mismatch, so there'll be some definite, um, there'll be some edges to unders in that matchup, and and think of it like that, too, when you look at some of these conference tournaments. You know, the SEC, yeah, they're, their totals are what, 150, 160? Right. They don't play any defense. What happens when they get into a tournament and they go up against a Big Ten team? Not even a top Big Ten team, a middle-of-the-road Big Ten team. You ain't dropping 90 points on them, 80 points on them. It's not going to happen. So, right. you know, the conference has a lot to do with some of the success of these teams come tournament time because there are just some conferences where... You're not you – know, I'm going to throw – I'm going to be the James Harden of college basketball. I'm going to chuck up a million shots, hope they go in. But at the same time, I'm not going to stop anybody. I'm not going to play any defense. There are going to be some edges come tournament time next week in some of the bigger tournaments. Obviously, yeah. ACC. But, you know, there's going to be some places that you can look at the board and circle, Dane, and go, yep, now this is I, – I got my eye on this line, that's for sure.
3: We talk about style makes fight all the time, Joe, mm-hmm. in,
1: different, in different
3: kinds of sports, right? And so yeah. I think that's interesting. You know, in college football, the Big 12 spread oh, yeah. out, does it all, and then all of a sudden... They, get, they see a defensive line of the SEC, and it looks a little bit different, right? So yep. this is some of what we're going to see in play. You know, I say this all the time. Also, Joe, I know they ain't going to get in, but my Syracuse 2-3 zone is just different, and people aren't ready for it. They can't prepare for it. So we're going to start to see some of those matchups, and I believe it's even bigger, Joe, when we get March Madness in that yep. second game of the weekend when you only have one day to prepare for whoever yep. it is that's coming your way in that little mini bracket.
1: Yep. So true. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. We'll have more on these uh these matchups here coming up next hour guys. Taking a yep. look at the NBA tonight, 10 games on the card here tonight and maybe none bigger. We'll start Lakers Bucks here as uh as the maybe the marquee matchup of the night and and listen, we know, Dane, anytime you can get the Greek Freak going up against uh you know LeBron and company, this is yep. going to be a This is gonna be a fun game. We know how competitive he is, right? So we know he's not gonna be, uh, they're not gonna be taking it easy uh, in Milwaukee. They're gonna wanna prove a point. They do it all the time. And it's kind of must watch television to me tonight because that could very well be an NBA final preview is what we are getting here. I'm looking forward to seeing this matchup. I think it's gonna be an awful lot of fun. This is the second, by the way, of two regular season matchups uh, Milwaukee was laying four. They beat L.A. at home back in December. So let's see what happens now tonight in L.A.
3: Yep, so in L.A. right now, over on FanDuel, the Lakers are one-point favorites at home. And the number here is 227.5, which to me is a relatively low total for these mm. teams. You would I, I would expect to have seen it in the 230s. But here's what I would ask you, Joe. When I was gone, you know, in Jamaica, I saw the Heat-Bucks game. Okay. And I saw that the Heat, what they did was really like um, one of those picket fence defenses, right? Like three across the line when yep. Giannis was trying to get in. What I and it, and it was very effective, right? It was very effective. Giannis was forced to shoot from like 15 feet away and it didn't happen. I want to see if the Lakers apply that as a mm. blueprint because that's sort of what Toronto did also, right? And force yep. other people to beat them. I want to see if the Lakers employ the same strategy um, to try to kind of run everybody at Giannis and make other people beat them. And then I want to see if Middleton and Matthews and Brogdon and the law, I want to see if they can.
1: They are nine out of their last 10, the Lakers. They have been on fire. They're also a very underrated, you know, Anthony Davis is one of the most efficient defensive players on the court in the NBA. They can play some defense, the Lakers. Six and one since the All-Star break alone. Winners of nine of their last ten. LeBron James, Anthony Davis, healthy, firing on all cylinders. It's going to take some sort of freak in order to be able to bring that down tonight. But Giannis, same situation. And I think he's going to want to test himself here tonight. George Hill is questionable, I believe, still for Milwaukee. That's a little bit of a depth problem for uh, for the bench right now, for the Bucs on the road. But this is the Bucks are only two and six against the number in their last eight, so they've kind of hit that little stretch, that little wall here. They're still what? What are they going to lose? Twelve games all year? I mean, you know, tonight might be one of them. But this is going to be a very play. And you mentioned the the spread. It's one point, guys. One point is a playoff atmosphere here in uh, in the beginning of March. This place is going to be absolutely crazy. And I do think there's going to be some defense. I don't think this is going to be a free for all here. I do think both of these teams are going to bring it. Every shot contested, boards, I mean, you name it, there's going to be some uh, there's going to be some hitting here tonight.
3: Do you think they show it all, Joe? You know like in late in the regular season when mm-hmm. the Ravens played the Chiefs or whatever it is, right? Like they didn't show everything they had. Do you think the Bucks and the Lakers because they think maybe there'll be another matchup in June. you think they show it all?
1: Uh, I, I, I think the defense is coming. I, I, I do, because they've kind of kicked it up a notch now. Yeah. I don't think one of Milwaukee Bucks, they, over their last five games, I don't think they've had one opponent hit 100 points yet. So they yeah. have made an effort in order sure. to be able to go, you know what? Now's the time to start ratcheting up. Defense is all about effort, right? I mean, there's not a whole lot of scheme going on. It's a matter of yeah. effort. And they have made it a mandate, obviously, here over the last couple of weeks. Even if we're not shooting great, you still ain't scoring 100 points. We can score 102 points and still beat you. And that's kind of what they've done. So the under is 5-0 and oh in their last five. And, again, not one 100-point team yet in that. So right. points are going to be at a premium tonight, I think. So it doesn't surprise me that it's coming down. It's and the okay. Lakers – sneaky defense like you know you don't think of the Lakers like Anthony Davis you think points but man this is a different Anthony Davis is a beast guys an absolute beast and LeBron can play when he wants to play LeBron knows when the cameras are on okay that's why he drops 42 when Zion yeah like he knows when the camera's are on this is going to be a monster game here tonight I can't wait to see the atmosphere there in LA and you mentioned it month ago in the Kobe passing. This is maybe a team we don't want to get in front of right now. Kind of a higher level here, guys. So uh, more on the rest of these games plus college hoops. Breaking it down for you. Hour two straight ahead here on The Grid.